Well, at some point, your family branched off from the cooler family, the Dougs. And you were the yeah. Douglas. Yeah. It was probably you a daughter. And Ellis Island kind of, you rounded up. You saw yeah. the shot and you took it. Doug's last. <laughs> you were just, you had fewer dogs, so you're Douglas. <laughs> That's right. You were lacking dogs. You actually had a family of no dogs. We lost some dogs on the way over. (laughs) And there was two families left at Ellis Island. Mm -hmm. They looked up and they're like, Doug. Which which, which one of you got more dogs? All right, you're the Doug Moors and you're the Doug Lesses. (laughs) Come on in. (sighs) Because Ellis Island. So funny. (laughs) Because Ellis Island is in Montana. Which is why I'm talking like that. Um, that's why, you know, I mean, that's why my family came to the United States. They wanted a land of opportunity for more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As do we all. They reached yeah. their quota. Where Where do your people hail from? Hail from? Uh, Massachusetts. Hi, welcome. Let's get into it. <laughs> We're here with Katie Natopoulos, whose family hails from Massachusetts. Yeah. Now, did you get that name because your family at one point, I imagine, arrived at Ellis Island? Uh-huh. And the guy at Ellis Island looked up. <laughs> oh, there's only two families left here. Now, how many Natapos do you have? You're the, you're the Natapamores, <laughs> and you're going to be the Natapoles. I am. Um, Come acor- on in. According to family lore, that's actually exactly how it happened. Great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who's the record keeper for your family? I am. I'm a big genealogy buff. How far back? <laughs> Does that mean you so do genealogy? Yeah. Does that mean you do genealogy in the nude? Is that where uh, the buff comes from? This is, okay. It's very embarrassing because it's a very... Well, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm waiting. I'm, like, embarrassed to admit my hobby to you guys who were just telling me for a long time about how cool and awesome playing Dungeons and Dragons is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I take it back. I'm not embarrassed by this at all. Nor should you be. Knowing about your family is very cool. How far back do you know? D- depending on certain sides, back to the... Maybe, like, the late 1600s or so. Is that across an ocean? Yeah, like in England or something. Is that one branch of your family, or just, like, branching all the way out? Some part of my mom's side. Oh, fuck the dad's <laughs> side? Um, this is a little hard. My dad's side, well, buckle in, because this is fascinating. I am so ready. Um, my dad's half Greek. His father was Greek. It's harder on the Greek side, because there's not really, like, Greek records easily available, in the same way there are, like, American or British records easily searchable and digitized. But on his mother's side, I, I can search far back. Is that in general, Greek records are just, like... Yeah, I mean... Just they, they throw them out after yeah, five years? Yeah, they kind of got up to, like, the uh, the Iliad and mm-hmm. the Odyssey, and they were like, yeah. we've, got en- we've done enough. Right, we've done more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. They started out as the best record keepers. Yeah, what right. Happened? And then they were like, eh. I mean, you know, like, it depends really country to country. Like, England's really good because they were like, we really care about doing a census every 10 years and stuff. like. And like, let's keep public birth certificates. Um, but we got to like, tax these people somehow. Yeah, but a lot of other countries didn't either didn't really do that or, you know, went through some political upheaval where, like, people just burned down all the record-keeping buildings or whatever. So they're either just sort of aren't records because they were either never taken or they were destroyed at some point. Hey, do you think that the Greek culture is kind of like a middle-aged human? Here's possibly why. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is a segment called uh-huh. Terrible Theories in World Culture. So the Greeks are pretty bad at record keeping now. Yeah. Let's say that. They're pretty mm-hmm. bad at running an economy too. Yeah. And if you listen to the Europeans say say it, if you listen to the Europeans talk about it, it's because that they're uh, lazy people. Mm, I mean, I'm not saying it. I think that's probably yeah. true. Yeah. The Greeks were amongst the first to actually start 
doing their job and keeping records and being an important part of the world mm -hmm. stage, do you think they just peaked pretty soon and were like, you know, it's not that much fun to be great at things. Why don't I just take it easy? And so they're middle age coasting right now while the rest mm. of civilization is in their mid-20s feeling cool that we finally got shit to do. I was sort of thinking of it in the sense that they were, you know, middle-aged and that they're now in crippling debt and just con their only, like, cool thing to remember is their glory days and when they were much mm -hmm. younger. I was taking explicit shots at the baby boomers. <laughs> so I'm glad you second what I was saying yeah. there. And there, there's no hope of anyone retiring. <laughs> in the entire world. Yeah. So does that mean that... So, okay. When did Greece start becoming a thing we pay attention to? Tim, do you know the dates on this? You seem like you might know numbers. Yeah, uh, I think it was 2008. The uh, Iliad is set in 2008. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yep. And yep. if they were youthful then and mm. are middle-aged by now, which is uh, what year? 2016. 16, right. That means we're all going to be dead in eight years. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? I wouldn't count it out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Why do you think that's true? Asteroids, plagues. Oh, yeah. Definitely something about the vaccines. Oh, no. Those are definitely poisoning all of us. Oh, no. The libtards. What do you think about vaccines, though? Do you think that <laughs> autistic people are harbingers of the apocalypse? Um, I think that if the apocalypse happens, there's a good chance that they'll be the only ones left. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, right? it's just like post-apocalyptic autism-only world. Autopolix? Yeah. Sure After a disease killed only the neurotypicals, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was <sighs> the spectrum. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, my God, I would watch that. <laughs> and it's just like a world just dominated by people very interested in trains. What would that... <laughs> Aw. Yep. That sounds really nice. Do you think yeah. because Mussolini was so good at having the trains run on time, he was a toddler? Um... I would believe he might have been neuroatypical. Do you mean a toddler or autistic? And are you somehow equating those things? <laughs> autistler. Autistler? Yeah, which is an autistic toddler. Mm, or on. an autistic Hitler? I didn't say autistler. So you're saying pretty explicitly, if I understand correctly. You probably you, do. You love Hitler. And you think he had some pretty good ideas. Okay. Let's go to the tape and hear a little <laughs> clip of me saying, I love Hitler. Excuse my soprano register. Sound check, make sure this is all coming through. Uh, talk, other people. Phenomenon. Did you say a hole? Phenomenon. I love Hitler. Or <laughs> this September. -holes. Hitler's good. Phenomenon. Give up. <laughs> Hitler's coming. He's going to win. Wow, that was great that I said that. <laughs> I guess you are right. But amongst the fascists. Mm. Who is easier to love? I don't know. Uh, I mean, who, who are we choosing from? Top three fascists. Okay. Top three fascists. Um, so like Mussolini, yeah. my gym teacher. Right. Yeah. And okay. Here's a new segment called Mary Fuck Kill Fascists. Okay. Okay. I love it. Mussolini, mm -hmm. Hitler, and we need a good third one. Who's got a good third? This is Everyone can name two fascists. Oh, God. You're right. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Obama. Okay. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. Mussolini, yeah. Hitler, Obama, yeah. uh, marry, fuck, kill. I'm just going to start to the left, Tim. Marry Obama, fuck Hitler, and kill Mussolini. I don't really like the way you said fuck Hitler in that. What do you mean? It doesn't seem in the spirit of the game. Okay. I'm talking about, like, have sex with Hitler. Okay, let, like, me, let, me, fuck it, you know? let me try it again. It You're was right. cool what you were trying to do, but we don't need to score this couple okay. points. Okay, all right. So let me try it again. Thank you. Uh, marry Obama, fuck Hitler, kill Mussolini. <laughs> 
Is that better? Thank you. Yeah. Nick. <laughs> Since there's so much room left. <laughs> Franco, who I know all yeah, kinds he, of about. Yeah, he did the He went to NYU. Franco. Pasta. Um, Steve Jobs. And Barilla. And the guy who invented Barilla Pasta. <laughs> Wait, the guy who invented Barilla Pasta is a fashion? Oh, probably. Yeah, he hates totally. the gays. Italy around that era. Okay. And he hates the gays. Oh. Oh, oh he that's does. Right. He, no, that's the like current like a Barilla guy. Yeah. How is that, old is Barilla Pasta? Is Barilla new? It's new enough, right? No. Barilla's like from the 80s. Listen, I've sat in my grandpappy's lap a lot, and he's never brought up Barilla Pasta. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It seems like it's not. It's new enough to not get away with a long-standing tradition of homophobia. Right. It's a new-standing tradition of homophobia. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where the problem is. What's the age of the company where you can get grandfathered into some good old-fashioned? Uh, like I think like General Mills, you know, uh, <laughs> you know Ford Motors. We all know that Henry Ford oh, yeah. was a fascist. Fair. Um, but Werther's. you're like, but look, who doesn't want to drive a Ford Focus? Oh, there we go, Walt Disney. I'd fuck him. Okay, so what's your listing? I'm sorry, I got lost in the weeds there. Uh, marry Walt Disney, and then fuck him, mm-hmm. because I'm married. We're married, and so it's in the sanctity of that. Yeah, you, only, you really should only fuck who you marry. Uh, and he's rich, so then when I get tired of him... You'll kill him? Well, <laughs> I, did, I didn't say it on mic. Okay. <laughs> now, if his frozen body still exists, and do you really does. get that money? Fuck frozen Disney. Mm. Marry warm Disney. Wait, isn't it only his head that's frozen? <laughs> frozen head Disney. Mm-hmm. The Disney movie Frozen. Mm-hmm. Disney on ice. Marry Disney frozen head. Kill the movie Frozen and fuck Disney on ice. That seems pretty accurate yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever go to any of the on ice things when you were a kid? I have this vague memory that I did one time, but I may have been hallucinating that. I mean... I'm not sure I hallucinated, but it also seems like the kind of thing my parents would have never taken me to. Did you do a lot of hallucinogens when you were a kid? <laughs> I mean, uh, enough. I mean, they. I think my parents didn't enjoy, like, little kid activities, <laughs> which sounds, like, Good really cruel. <laughs> um, but, like, I didn't see a lot of, like, kiddie movies in the theater. Like, I, like, saw them at home on VHS or something. But Like, like an adult would do. Right, but, like, my parents had zero time to take me to, like, to the movies to see, like, a Disney movie. Like, they were not going to do that. They were like, hell no. They're like, you can watch that at home later when we don't have to be in the same room. <laughs> you know that way that, that you can pl- implant memories in people? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which way? That you just, like, especially children, you tell them, like, oh, such and such happened, and eventually they'll think that actually happened. Do you think your parents... Did that to you ever? The scales are falling from my eyes. I feel like I'm, I'm, mom, dad, how could you do this to me? It's probably because you walk around saying fuck Disney on ice all the time. Yeah. Is that your answer for it? Are you going to marry it? I don't remember. I don't have memories very well. Maybe that's what we're all driving at right here. Memories are hard. Mm -hmm. I don't really form them. I don't know whether to believe them or not. Do you have a good memory? No, nothing good has ever happened that I remembered. (laughs) Wait, that's a different (laughs) answer. Oh, oh, sorry. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Okay. Now I have different questions. <laughs> have any good things happened to you in your life? Not off the top of my head. I'm sure there have been. What about something that seemed good at the start but turned horrible? Um, I once went over to a stranger's house with a, a group, always a good idea. A group of other people. Um, I had answered a Craigslist ad <laughs> again. 
decision making on point. Um, so in when I was younger, I used to play uh, a musical instrument in the school band. And, uh, you know, as an adult, like it's not, you know, you don't really have the chance to play with other people very mm-hmm. much. And so I had answered like a Craigslist ad of someone who was like putting together like a little music group just to like practice at their house. And I, I thought this would be fun. And I went and it was fine. Um, and then the guy sent me like a follow up email he really wanted me to come to this landmark education class with him. Ooh. Are you guys familiar with landmark? It's like definitely a cult. So recently I was recently like, familiar with this. Oh, really? We have some shit to talk about. Okay, because yes. I was like, oh yeah, no, thank you. Um, but then I was like, I never want to see this guy again. Obviously, because this was like actually like a weird bait and switch for me to like join his cult. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Landmark is, it falls under an umbrella of something that is called, and I looked this up last week, uh, so I'm sorry I can't remember. I don't form memories. Um, large group, it's not therapeutic experiences, but it's like affirmative experiences. It's a genre of group activity where you pay money for a course that takes place over a weekend and you have mm-hmm. to show up at each event of this. And you basically do cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. intensely with a large group of strangers and you all learn about yourself and you have this big transformative experience. You have to go home and do homework where you call your family and friends and you make amends for the things in your life. Mm -hmm. And, um, then you invite them and they pay money and they do it again. So it's half cult scheme, half actual tenants of group psychotherapy writ large and weird and capitalist. Um, I was invited to one in my early 20s in Boston, Uh and I went and had a very divided experience myself because I saw these people actually having good reactions to this Mm -hmm. and feeling nice, natural things that they should have gone to therapy to feel and reconnecting with their siblings, their Mm -hmm. loved one, and their brothers. I thought that was great. That's nice for them. And then they hit you with the hammer of the pressure of the paying money and coming back, and it it feels very Mm -hmm. weird uh, that those two things exist in the same house. Yeah. I mean, it... I, I, I mean, in the same way that, like, Scientology or, you know, is kind of like this where it's like you start off and it's like, hey, this does help my life. Like, I'm right. getting some great self-help tips on how to deal with the problems in my everyday life. And then it, like, sort of hits you with, well, you have to keep going and it's going to be a lot better if you get other people to join, too. Have you studied much about Scientology? Um, I've read that, uh, what was it, Lawrence Wright, that book. Um, I saw the documentary, which is like kind of just like a shorter version of the book. Going uh, clear. Going clear. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the definitive thing on it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and oh, wait. I'm waiting. My favorite book, I think, in my entire life. Oh boy, was the Leah Remini autobiography. It was really? so good. The King of Queens. Yeah. yeah. So she was a Scientologist, uh-huh. and then she left. She wrote a book, a, you know, an autobiography about her experiences with it. When she was maybe eight years old, her mother joined Scientology, so she sort of grew up in it. Oh, wow. So, like, her mother moved their whole family down to, like, Clearwater or whatever it is where their headquarters are. Mm -hmm. They never went to school. They were just, like, working in the, like, weird Scientology hotel that they ran and stuff. And, like, her whole family was, like, deep in it. There's, like, literally, like, one chapter about King of Queens. She's like, great show. Loved working on it for 10 years. Kevin James is such a sweetie. Aww. Now back to the Scientology shit. And it's like, that's perfect because I don't yeah. care that much about King of Queens. I care about, I want to hear what happened at Tom Cruise's wedding. And then she's Does like. she talk about it? Yeah. And okay. she's, because she, like, hates Tom Cruise. Can this be a segment called <laughs> 
spoilers from a celebrity biography. Okay, okay. Okay. Off the bat, one of the weirder things that happened was that uh, Tom Cruise, I mean, like, their whole courtship was weird. And, like, everyone has, there's been this sort of story that, like, it was this bizarro setup and there had been this other girlfriend that they, like, kicked out. And I think Leah talks about that. Um, But, like, the wedding was weird in that, like, Leo was good friends with Jennifer Lopez. Um, Like, they were just buddies through something. I think they had worked on something together or something. Um, And Tom Cruise was like, hey, Leah, can you invite your friends Jennifer Lopez and uh, Mark, what was his last name? Anthony. And Mark Anthony. Anthony. They had maybe met, like, once, like, J-Lo and Tom Cruise, like, maybe not at all. (laughs) And so Leah was like, okay, I'll invite them. They were kind of like... Well, that's weird because, like, who invites someone they've met one time to their wedding? But, like, sure, we want to go, you know, it's gonna be awesome. So they went, and, like, there was a big, like, blow up at the, like, rehearsal dinner, and there was, like, some weird thing where, like, the Scientology minders who were, like, supposed to be taking care of Surrey had, like, left her locked in a bathroom where she was, like, crying for, like, hours or something like that. Leah was not sitting with J-Lo and, like, asked and sort of just moved her, like, little seat place cards, you know? And apparently this caused, like, a huge rift in, like, the Scientology church. And Leah was, like, you know, they sort of, like, punish you in certain ways. Like, you have to, like, they knock you down, like, a level and you have to take all the courses to get back up. So because of this infraction of moving her, like, little seat place cards around, which, like, if you've had a wedding, is very annoying if a guest does that. I Mm -hmm. understand. But it's also, like... Not so annoying. You would penalize someone and their entire family and make them like Upend work for years. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to take it out on their fate and levels. Yeah, yeah. don't exactly. drain someone's levels. Yeah. They earned those. Um, but so eventually she quit because you know, the the whole uh, thing with the the guys, the head of it, his wife, who's been like missing for ten years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like she kept like trying to find out where this woman was because she'd been friendly with her, and like no one would answer her, and she was like getting, like, more and more, like, wait a minute, I think something is actually up, and, like, this is actually, like, horrible and scary and weird and toxic. And then she left. Leah Remney. Wow. Number one book of all time. Spoiled! (laughs) You don't even need to read it. Better than the Bible. What was the name of her autobiography? Uh, Do you remember? God, that's the problem. I was like, autobiographies always have the stupidest names. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was called. It was called, like, Outspoken or something like Uh, that. You know, not the queen of queens. It's not the queen of queens. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. But uh, it if you are looking for like a juicy celebrity autobiography, I highly recommend it. Why doesn't Scientology have splits? Why is there only one Scientology? Why don't you get like all the good religions? There are five of because mm. they're draconian and they're still pretty new. They're not, you give, give them another hundred years. Yeah, right. There'll be the second church yeah. of Scientology. Yeah. There'll be like the true, real yeah. Ray's original Scientology. And also, like, you know, L. Ron Hubbard's digital ghost is ruling from that ship out on the ocean. Say again? Uh, L. Ron Hubbard's yeah. digital ghost. The is, Sea Org. Yeah. Is, is ruling from that, that, the boat. Can you unpack that? <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard, who divined the wisdom of Xenu, the yeah, galactic yeah. overlord. Who put all of the evil souls into a volcano and then threw nuclear weapons into the volcano and blew them up mm-hmm. so that the evil souls went into us as Thetans. Mm-hmm. That's all fine and good. It was the digital. The well, when you reach a high enough level in Scientology, you're invited to the Sea Org and then you get to meet 
uh, LRH's digital ghost. Oh, this isn't like a seasteading Bitcoin Richard Branson. You know, kind of thing. I I believe if I remember correctly, that actually was one of the original reasons that they went on this boat was mm-hmm. tax evasion right. stuff. So at some point in like the 60s or 70s, Elrond and the Scientologists were out in Europe and, you know, they were trying to get some sort of like tax exempt status, but they couldn't get it. And so they were like, fuck you, we're going on a boat. And they just like went out to sea. I, I'm not 100% sure on these facts, but I believe it was like a tax evasion move that they basically moved the headquarters of the organization yeah. out into international waters. That sounds legit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what happened with the Church of Mormon as well. They're out in international waters? No, they decided to move to Broadway where they wouldn't be taxed anymore. Broadway? Mm-hmm. Like the street? Mm-hmm. Oh. Broadway. <laughs> I was so confused uh. for so long. Through Scientology processing, a person was able to look at the problems, to confront the problems that they were facing in their everyday life. Is this some form of hypnotism? Oh, no. <laughs> That's very funny. Man is asleep. He is hypnotized. He is made to fixate on certain things, you see, and, and the process that you normally know as brainwashing and that sort of thing is hypnotizing man. It's forcing him into certain values. It's crowding him by various duress into these values. And he eventually becomes a person who has no awareness. Now, in Scientology, reverse the process, and you make him wake up. And he gradually gets more and more alert. And he's more and more wide awake. And his IQ rises higher and higher. And he's more and more capable of knowing what's going on about it. It's quite the reverse. Hey guys, we got a couple competing segments. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only prepared segment we have is a segment called You News, You Lose. But Katie has also brought a news segment that has been prepared. What is the title okay. of this newsy segment? Ooh, I didn't really think of a good segment. Okay. Let's um, workshop it. You snooze, you news. So the, the premise of this game is I have a bunch of headlines from the New York Times. Some of them are from today's paper. Some of them are from approximately 1920 to 1950. This is great. Um, and so I'm going to just read the headline, and you tell me, is this an old-timey headline, or is this today's headline? Great. Do we all just shout out what should we think? Should we have buzzers? Um, should we raise our hand and you'll call on us? I don't know what you should do. Okay. okay. Let's play rock, paper, scissors <laughs> like to figure enough. out who gets to answer first. Okay. okay. All right. Society must sell Washington Irving House. Rock. Uh, scissors. scissors. Oh, you win. All right. Old timey or new? Give it to me one more time. Society must sell Washington Irving House. The Washington new new Ir- timey. New timey. It's a new timey? Yeah. You know, I felt this was particularly interesting because um, I recently, my, my office recently moved to. Oh, man, you're making new, me sweat it out so hard. A new, new area of town. Um, so on like 18th and Park sort of, um, and I was, you know, getting acclimated to this little sort of Gramercy Union Square North area and I was walking around and I saw a building with a little plaque that was like the Washington Irving House. And this is what this headline from 1930 is referring to. Oh, oh man. Man. I like how you walked me into my failure there. <laughs> 
Um, are you guys ready for, for another one? So, so ready. ready. Okay. Say they found a check on cancer. Okay. Paper. I said okay. <laughs> Paper beats okay. Yep. So Tim and I get to answer at okay. the same time. Okay. Can you repeat the question, the headline? Say they found a check on cancer. I'm realizing I think this is a copy-paste error and it's missing a word. It's like doctors say they found a check on cancer. I'm going to go with the original. I'm going to bet that it was say they found a check on cancer. <laughs> say they so found definitely a check old on cancer. Time. Definitely old timey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It was indeed old timey. It's from 1930. All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is good. It's sad, though. It's a oh, sad headline. Okay. Okay. Falling rock kills boy 12 in the Adirondacks. Rock. Scissors. It's a, about a rock, mm-hmm. which I feel like there were more of in the past because that's nature. Sure. The Stone Age. Uh, but the boy's only 12. 12 year old boys? And there's less of forever. those in the past. There's more less of those in the past. Childhood mortality. More, more Most well, of them were getting knocked off by rocks at like 10 or 11. So, <laughs> you know, to make it to 12 without a rock falling on you and killing you was a big feat back then. On the other hand, I haven't been to the Adirondacks mm. since the 90s. Mm. So it's more likely to have been the Adirondacks in the past. So I'm going to say past. That was today. Oh. Sad story. Sad story. Sad. Shitty boy. Okay, so you both have a point. Right. Yeah. We Uh, share it. We have a point five each. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You guys ready for this next one? Yeah. So ready. New procedure allows kidney transplants from any donor. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. Rock. Three, two, one, paper. Three, two, one, scissors. Three, two, one, paper. Ah. All right. Uh, Katie, what was that headline again? (laughs) New procedure allows kidney transplants from any donor. I'm going to say old timey. It was from today. From today. Kidney transplants. Um. All right, you guys ready for the next one? That sounds really it's, good. Okay, okay. Um, point update. Tim okay. and Nick both have one point. Uh-huh. I have zero points. How many questions do we have left? I have, I have three more questions. <sighs> okay. okay, so All it's right. still anyone's coming game. down to the wire. Anyone's uh-huh. game. All right. Mm-hmm. Castaway pearls recovered in sewer. Three, three two, two, one. one. Scissors. Old timey. It was old timey. It's from 1946. All right. <laughs> Is that, you have one point now. Yeah, we're all tied up in yeah. one. Yeah, this, right. this was a good story by the way i read it um it was uh it was like some old woman dropped her fancy pearls down the sewer and like the fire department got it for her Aw, front page a, news <laughs> how expensive does a thing have to be before the fire department's like no all right get it yourself oh yeah if it's too expensive they're like mm, you'll figure out a way i mean it was the kind of funny thing where i couldn't tell like is this is the reason that the new york times 1946 covering the story because as sort of you were describing earlier sometimes the new york times will like describe something with a little bit of a mm-hmm. like you know a wink like this is so ridiculous that this happened but we're telling it really straight faced or was it sort of such a local paper that, like, they just covered kind of interesting local news? They had less news. Mm. Less people, like, 14 people lived in New York in yeah. 1946. All right, ready? Uh, jurors reject brainwashing defense in attempted murder trial. Three, two, one, paper. Three, two, one, paper. Nice. Present. That was today. Yes. That was today. You have any more on that story? Um, I do. I read the story. It was fascinating. It's messed up. So the 
some guy killed his cousin's ex-husband and he claimed that his that he was mentally ill and she the cousin who was a psychologist had taken advantage of him and had he was like living with her and that he had she was in the middle of this custody dispute with her her ex-husband and she would sort of like manipulate him into believing that the only way that she could ever be happy was that her ex-husband had to be eliminated oh, wow. and so the cousin went out and murdered the the ex-husband and claimed that he was brainwashed by his own cousin Yeesh. and the jury was like no <laughs> You just killed a guy because you're a jerk. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Have you been watching the O.J. Simpson thing? I have. How I love is it. it? Tell me about it. Spoilers. Fantastic. Does this count as celebrity biography spoilers? Um, We're breaking that segment back open. What is what is compelling about this? Not in a dismissive way. Um, I just don't understand if we already know what happened. Like, what, what is there new things coming up in this? So I think that what's compelling is that. Although, for the most part, we were, you know, I don't know how much you guys remember the trial. Some of you are younger than me, but I remembered it in, you know, faint watercolor strokes. Sepia. And I remember, the, I know the outcome. He was found not guilty. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, basic plot points. Uh, there's a lot more um, that you sort of forgot happened. There's a lot of details that is, like, absolutely nuts. And seeing the story as an adult, you realize, like, how absolutely shocking it actually was at the time. Do you remember watching that trial when it was happening? Sort of. What's sort of weird about it is that, like, so I was in middle school. I was probably in, like, seventh grade. And a lot of my memory of it is through, I was a big fan at the time, which, like, says a lot about me now. I was a big Howard Stern fan uh-huh. when I was in, like, middle school. And, you know, in, in Boston, where I grew up, uh, he they played the show in the evenings instead of the morning. So I was able to, like, listen to it from, like, 7 to 11 it was on. So I listened to it, like, while I was doing my homework, which is yeah, how, I, how I knew a lot about, like, news events that happened, like, sort of pop culture news events from the mid-90s I largely learned about from Howard Stern. And so, like, all my memories of the coverage of it were, was a lot of, like, Howard Stern discussing it. Would you like to, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to take personal offense, mm-hmm. would you like to stick a Baba Booey in here? <laughs> Um, I would love to stick a Baba okay, Booey. Okay, here's your yeah. moment. Okay. Baba Booey. <laughs> I knew oh, it. she got us. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that's what well I was Well played, Natopolis. I once got to Baba Booey, actual Baba Booey. I really? saw him really? on the street, and I yelled, Baba Booey. <laughs> I couldn't out? help myself. It was very weird. It was like... I was, it was in front of like a movie theater in Chelsea uh-huh. uh, on like 23rd. And there was some sort of like, sort of like step and repeat for some sort of crummy movie premiere. Mm-hmm. And he was like on the step oh, and repeat. Boy. So it was like people were taking his picture. And I just yelled. I, I, I have never been compelled to Involuntary. like. Yeah, like Your I've never. Your parents ha- probably implanted that when they weren't taking you to the ice rink. Which is possible. But like, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, we live in New York City. Occasionally you see celebrities yeah. around oh, on yeah, the street. Oh, yeah, every day. And I I've, see three right now. Yeah. Um, but like I've never like stopped and been like hey you know or something like that like I've never done that Um, but they're not Baba Booey but like (laughs) this was this was like um, like lizard brain instinct like this was like something beyond my control it was like just pure pure like well yeah it's fight flight or Baba Booey yeah it was like my brain stem reacting right I couldn't help it 
Well, now Artie Lang is going to come in and grope Nick. That's our next segment. <laughs> I wasn't to the Dr. Demento show growing up, so none of this. Did you, does that still exist? The no. The Dr. Demento show? I, no. I met Dr. Demento recently. Ooh. Did you yell Baba Booey at him? No. Um, but so you I, fought or flew? I went what? to a convention for people who write song parodies. <laughs> and oh, like, yes. Oh, that was so depressing. Um, and it was, Why I mean, was he there? Because like he's the god among people who write mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, yeah, but that was not that was not a convention where like Weird Al is showing up, Stephen Lynch is showing up. That was not. Oh, the Pantheon. No, <laughs> it was. I mean, it was Weird Al and some people that people don't recognize. Look, yeah. Weird Al is a guy who put out a number one album. A, he's amazing. I'm just saying, that's not. That's my yeah. point. I'm just saying the it's Pantheon like, of parody songs is a Mount Rushmore of one. Yeah. The drop off right. from Weird Al to Stephen <laughs> Lynch. Stephen. Yeah. It's he's an et al. Yeah. And like, you know, the I don't know. The never mind, I have nothing here. I thought I had something. The Come acapella on. group. <laughs> like the Capital Steps? <laughs> yes. No, but yes. The Capital <laughs> Steps, who my wife's parents love to watch. Nice. And I have never watched, and I never will, but I because I love the version of the Capital Steps that's in my head, which is like, hey, hey, Obama, do you want to come over here for a bill? That's <laughs> very much what they are. Hey, what's the name of that <laughs> weird, like, uh, the political guy you'll see doing commercials on fundraisers? With like a stars and striped bow tie and suspenders who sits down at the piano and does the songs like that. He's like the political cartoonist oh. of parody songs. Oh, guy. there's the other guy in Mount Rushmore who is not this guy. Uh-huh. Jesus. Ray Stevens? Tom Lehrer. Yeah, Tom Lehrer. Actually good song parodist. Yeah. To Mount Rushmore of two. Republicans are so weird. But Democrats are so queer. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> We all need health care, but what are we doing here? We got the Congress. Hey, everybody, <laughs> the Congress is screwy. Yeah, the Congress is so odd. That guy. Yeah. That's, um, uh, what's his name? That's a hard-hitting episode. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that is, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I won that game. I, th- I it's think It's safe you did. to say. I think you did. I won that game. Tim? Yeah. Yeah? I think it's time... For a little game we call You News, You Lose. Katie, you're going to love this. Tim, you got to take it for the rules. Okay. You News, You Lose, America's favorite news headline game. Maybe second to yours, which does not have... Oh, what was your your game? I think mine was You News, You Snooze. You You Snooze, You News. You Snooze, You (laughs) News. Okay. So to follow up, You Snooze, You News is You News, You Lose. Here's how we play You News, You Lose. There are three phases to You News, You I'm Lose. I'm Dr. Seuss. <laughs> the first phase is determining the punishment for You News, You Lose. So what should the punishment be? And don't worry about why we're punishing people in this news headline game. Let's just determine the punishment first. Um, am I coming up with the punishment? Sure. Sure, chopping off a pinky. Okay. <laughs> A fair punishment. Just the tip. Just the tip. Chopping out the tip of your pinky. Just the tip of the pinky. All agreed? Aye. (laughs) Yeah. The tip carries. The second phase is reading and choosing of the headlines. Now, 
I'm going to read three headlines. Two are fake, one is real. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go around the room and each of you will choose a headline. The one who chooses the real headline loses. 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 So you want to choose the fake one. You news, you lose. <laughs> okay. Okay, headline one. The Vatican announced today that Mother Teresa will be canonized for sainthood in September, despite rumors of her history with practicing black magic. Headline two. D.C. Metro to shut down for 29 days following an electrical fire that caused huge delays on Monday. Headline three. Crass and possibly insane billionaire Donald Trump is the current GOP presidential frontrunner. Those are the three headlines for You News You Lose. Nick, why don't you start us off? If I could get a little musical accompaniment for the capital steps. We thought that people who ran for president would have to have teeth that were brushed by Pepsodent. But this guy, he's weird. He's orange, he has no beard. It's Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Song. And that's my I'm crying answer. a little bit. My answer is that Donald Trump is the fictional headline. Okay. Katie. Now I'm torn a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that Mother Teresa already had been canonized. Mm-hmm. Um although maybe not fully, maybe this is just an you know, the the initial steps. There's like a there's a whole process, right? Right, right. Um, I did hear about this DC Metro shutdown, but I heard it was just for one day, okay. not for 29 days. Okay. So I'm really at a loss. And the Donald Trump one, I just think is fake. Um, I'm going to go with the Trump one. Okay. Oh, wait, was I supposed to say Trump is real was my guess? Trump is real was my guess. Is that what you're guessing? Oh, oh, wait, we're supposed no, to guess a fake you, one? We want to guess yeah, the real you, one. No, you want to guess, no, you news, you lose. Well, we want to say what we say is the real one. All right, Jason, you choose now. Uh, I think the DC Comics thing is real. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so the Vatican announces today that Mother Teresa will be canonized for sainthood in September, despite rumors of her history of practicing black magic. Is a fake headline. She never practiced black magic. Nice. The DC Metro, not comics, to shut down for 29 days following an electrical fire that caused huge delays on Monday is a fake headline. They're only shutting down for 29 hours. Nice. I I thought it was one day. Crass and possibly insane billionaire Donald Trump is, as of today, the current GOP presidential frontrunner because he just won Florida. You thought that it was real because you thought it was possibly insane. But I'm here to say I support Donald Trump. I'm the political satirist who supports Donald Trump. Um, so this is kind of fucked up. Nick and I have yeah, to chop so off our yeah. yeah. So <laughs> should we, um, should we take a break, I'm boil so, yep. some knives, uh, we'll set out some tarp. Or towels? Towels? Yeah, this is... That'll do. Okay. Now listen here, my friends. Can I have your attention, please? Attention, please. If you're a candidate for President 16, raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Now observe this, if you will. There's some people from the Hill, and they seem to think they're qualified to run this land. Now you've all heard of Hillary, Bush, Biden, Christy Shore. But all of those combined do not compare to the electric thrill you might enjoy when Cruz, Warren, Sanders, and Senator Marco Rubio all go to Iowa 
Coachella on the very same historic day. 76 unknowns will be candidates with 110 more set to declare. In Des Moines every weekend more and they're lined up like rows of corn and most just do not have a prayer. 76 unknowns on the campaign trail and most of them think that day would be great. Now we're following Lindsey Graham, but we think that it's a scam every time he tells us that he's straight. Welcome back to Let's Get Into It, the exciting conclusion of You News, You Lose. (laughs) Our guest, Katie Natopoulos, has lost You News, You Lose in conjunction with Nick Douglas. Yeah. And the price they have to pay is the severance of their pinky fingers. I really, you know, I have no one to blame but myself for this. It was your idea. I, I literally chose this. And this time, severance pays. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know, what, what can, you know, like, let's just let's just do it fast. Okay. All right. Uh, Quick and I got the knife. Oh, yep. Okay. Tim's got the knife. Yep. We're gonna lay a towel down on the table right. here. Yeah, here I don't want to get too much blood anywhere. Real Thank quick, you. can we just watch Quentin Tarantino's Four Rooms? <laughs> Which ends with the cutting of a of a pinky, just so we can like see, uh, <laughs> so I know how it's going to happen. Yeah, on. that seems reasonable, and also like none of the bots they set out to algorithmically find copyrighted music would mind if I played that entire movie. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nick, uh, Jason, as you're queuing that up, yep. Nick, uh, put your hand down just so that sure. we're ready. Oh no, yeah, just so like it's in place. Okay, just, so like, let me. Okay, so. Uh, oh, oh, Lord! Oh, that's Fuck disgusting. Me. Here's some rags. Okay. Ra- wrap that up. Oh, God. Oh. That is gruesome. All right, that Katie. is sloppy as well. All right, You're all right. up. You're up. Did, you, right, need, did right. you need any movies uh, put on? No, no. Okay. Let's just uh, fast. Torrent's let's 30% do done. All right. All right. All let's right, just all do right. it. All right. Close your eyes if you need to and... Oh, 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 this is a lot. Oh, get more God. towels. This is a lot yeah, bloodier oh, than I thought. Are there arteries and pinkies? Oh, jeez. I'm going to get more towels, too. Okay, um, maybe I you should think, call somebody. I think I should. I think I, I should. We're out of our league. Here. I think, uh, can we just watch the trailer? I think Nick's tip oh, went under uh, the I couch. Don't, I don't feel right, so right, good. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. Katie just passed out. All right, let me call. I'm going to get more towels. You go get the towels. I want to switch to a different room, by the way. Is that that was someone says that in that movie? I bet. Nine one one. What is the emergency? Is this this is nine one one? Yes, this is nine one one. Sorry, I could. What's your emergency? I can barely hear you, uh, but okay. it, it's very soothing. Uh, we just chopped off two people's pinky fingers. Oh, oh no, that's awesome. that's very unfortunate. Well, I think what you're gonna do is you wanna still see the pinky Sorry, my scalp is tingling while yeah. While you're talking, uh, do I still see the pink? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I only cut the tips off. Okay. Well, oh, one of the tips rolled under the couch. What you're going to want to do uh-huh. is you're going to want to go get that tip under okay. the couch. Okay. And you're going to want to just dust it off, clean it off a little bit, and go on it. And then just you know, imagine you're putting that, that thing through your hair a little bit. And uh, maybe you're in a haircut, a little thing. This is so great. Tim, what's taking so long? I'm Shh, your- Nick, you're ruining the mood. Okay, and then what you're going to want to do is uh-huh. um, take the person who's lost the finger. If they're bleeding, if there's a little bit of blood coming out, you're going to want to clean that first. So take them into the bathroom and just wash some water. Turn on the faucet. Really just 
I'm sorry. What what am I supposed to do? Take give them haircuts? And now, a segment called Jason Plays. Who has something that they want Jason to play today? Can it be kind of like a broad suggestion that's like maybe something that doesn't yeah. exist in reality? Yeah, that would help me because I'm not good at the things that do exist in reality. Okay, so it would be like a song by David Bowie in the style of David Bowie, but about rats. About trained rats that are going to like do performance art. He has about four instruments on that <laughs> keyboard. There's some rats, they like to wear their hats, and they go to the city, they go to the city, and then the rats, they take off all their hats and go to space. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. I love that. It had space. Wow. What else you got? Venmo commercial done by George Michael. Wake me up before what, what you Venmo. What could that sound like? <laughs> Before you Venmo, I don't want to go to Jay Leno Cause he got such a big ass chin and such a big ass grin Wake me up before you Venmo Yeah, That's it's beautiful. like great. It's beautiful. Next great. Yeah. What about uh, Closing Time by that band that was very popular? Semisonic? There you go is this is this is this a Paco Bell song? You might know this. A Paco oh. Bell? Is Closing Time a Paco Bell song? I don't know what a Paco Bell song is. What are you the songs that all are in the same changes of Paco Bell's canon? Oh. Play Paco Bell's canon. Yeah. Oh, boy. And I then play Taco Bell's canon. I'm pretty sure Closing <laughs> Time is in there. When I was a young man, my father took me into the city to eat at Taco Bell. I said, Dad, I want Del Taco. He said, Son, that's Brand X. It's generic. I want to feed you well. Shove it in, shove it in, shove it in, whether it's lettuce or tomatoes. From a tin, from a tin, from a tin. You're waiting in line. I don't have a lot of material about Taco Bell. 
<laughs> do, 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 do. What's the next Jason plays? What's next? <laughs> Katie, do you have more suggestions? Um, how about... Um, Sorry, I'm just laughing at Taco Bell's can. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, a song that is like a Katy Perry song? Okay. Um, but it's it's about uh, memes. And also, okay. you have to sing in ASMR. Maybe. Okay, wait. Can I, I'll change it from Katy Perry to something else. Ready? I still don't know how to make this sound like a pop song. It's a Doors song, but about memes. <laughs> oh, good. That's one of the eight sounds. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going to sound okay on this Here keyboard? You <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> are very sweet. I am the Lizard King. But I am so awkward like a penguin. Awkward penguin. Oh my god, is my penis out? I am so sorry, Texas. I guess you have to kick me out. That's incredibly awkward. Oh, I'm like a scumbag. Perhaps I'm scumbag Stephen. Have you seen my penis even? <laughs> I bet you like it. I'm Morrison, that's my name. Goodbye. <laughs> um that was truly disturbing. <laughs> I think lots of songs should end with that's my name goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Glass, Einstein on the beach. Uh, you know, really high voices singing with that exact organ sound, which is why I thought of it. He's singing about Zeno. Zeno. Hail Zeno. That's pretty fitting. That's just going to sound really. This is going to sound like a legit song. Let's write a hymn to Zeno. Yeah, yeah. Sci- Scientology Satanist Zeno mm-hmm. hymn. I think we need a, a three or four part hymn. About Zenu. Okay. I need the congregation to join in. Okay. Oh, oh, like a, a yeah, harmonizing. Okay. <clears throat> Are you it's one of the beautiful. parts? Or... <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm just helping you guys out. Oh, okay. Especially the choir. No, you may not. 
don't move your placard at this wedding. I set the table setting that would be most distressing. I want you to sit next to that friend of yours and not the other one. I'll never be able to see their son. Hail Zenu. <laughs> well, that seems great. Yeah, that was... I think that was. I think that was. That was a yeah. good song. How many levels do you think we'll gain based um, on that? Song? I think we're at least up to like OT two. Great. Well, Katie, mm-hmm. you're OT two in my book. Oh, thanks. thanks. Thank you so much for coming by and having fun with us. Um, I had a great time. Thank you for I had having a great time me as well. Thank you. Is there anything you would like to plug? Um, you know, just staying on your path to total freedom. This has been... Let's get into it. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 I know who I want to take me home. Some other beginnings end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.